0: Here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. Today I'd like to talk about absolutism. Do you know what that is? I'll tell you. Absolutism is everything. (laughs) Everything is absolutism. Of course, I'm talking about philosophical absolutism. And also, I'd like to talk about how that relates to experiential absolutism. And in a nutshell, really, absolutism, jokes aside, is really anything that says, well, this is everything, or everything can be explained by this. Or this is the rock bottom. Or this is the ultimate. This is the one thing. All these sorts of phrases get at what we can call collectively absolutism. Now there is a kind of absolutism that we're not really talking about, and that is moral absolutism. In moral absolutism, that's a form of morality or a theory of morality, which basically says that there are these set of principles or rules by which we can decide that all things are either good or bad. Regardless of situation, regardless of circumstance, regardless of content, there is a set of absolute laws of good and bad. And in that kind of morality, we have this idea, or this set of laws, or this set of whatevers, this list, and everything's judged against that. And it's either a yes or a no. And there are lots of ins and outs about morality, and there are many different theories of reality. There are, re- There is relative morality as well as absolute morality. But here, today, I want us to talk more about absolutism as what it means for you experientially. What it means for you to enter into deeper experiences. Because absolutism, it can be a funny kind of closed-mindedness. It can be a trap. It can be a kind of chasing your tail, a kind of going in, going in circles without knowing it. And yet absolutism is, is it's something that you need. It's, it, it exists for a reason. It's a device, both psychologically and experientially, which serves a purpose. And here we want to make it clear why its purpose is here and what you can do about it and how you can can maximize it. Now, what does it mean for someone to be experientially absolute? Well, it means all their experiences are one experience. And if you can imagine someone who has many experiences and they don't work together... That there's a lot of discordance in that person. There's a lot of disharmony in that person. For example, someone might have trauma. Someone might have an experience which is hard for them to deal with. Hard for them to come to terms with. And they can't put that experience with what it means for them and their experiences in the other parts of their life. And that's the tension, that's the darkness, that's the pain of trauma. That's the pain of not being absolute experientially. It's the pain of not having your life as one experience. And you can say, well, Dosta, I've had many experiences in life. And they're all different and they're all colorful. I've had a rich life. And I say, well, that's very good. I hope you do have a rich life. I hope you can say that. Just, just saying that is a, is a big milestone in life. That's a big moment to cherish the, the differences. But how you feel, how comfortable you feel about how different and how colorful your experiences are, actually comes back to absolutism. It comes back to experience, the experience of oneness. Because it was you, only you, the one and only you that had all those experiences. And the one thing that all your many different experiences had in common was that they happened to you. So that's, a, that's the kind of experiential absolutism that we're going for. Now, there are a lot of common sort of absolutisms that come up in these philosophical conversations. Like this one. How about, it's all relative? Have you heard someone say that before? Or how about this one? Everything is infinite. That is infinity. This is infinity. A person is infinity. The grains of sand on the beach are infinite. The stars are infinite. That's another funny absolutism. What about, we are all one people. We're all on the same planet. We're all in the same boat. Have you heard that one before? We need to work together to save the planet. Ha 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 we are all one. And what about just a lens of looking at the world, like everything in the world, it's all to do with sex. Everything is sex. Everything is just a more complicated way to get laid. Really, that's what evolution has come to, hasn't it? Just a more and more elaborate way for a man and a woman to get together and get it on. Ha <laughs> ha well, I hope you can see there's there are easy there are easy ways to poke fun at that, I hope, for you. And it might be that your situation in life and your current predicament is that there's a reason your lens is so say, how do I say? Your lens is so shrouded in that absolutism that everything is sex. <laughs> or how about this one? This is another one that fits that isn't sex. Music. Everything is music. The universe, uni meaning one, verse meaning song, this whole universe is just one symphony. Everything is music, everything is harmony, rhythm, tone, timbre, duration, time. It all fits perfectly into the metaphorical. Lens of music. This existence is music. Existence is a dance. Or the universe is music and we are the dancers. (laughs) Or what about everything is energy? I'm sure you've heard that one before. Come on, everything is energy. That, That must be the absolute. There's no other absolute apart from that. That really is the final absolute. How can you argue with that? You can't. Because everything is energy. Everything has some sort of movement to it. Or how about this one? Everything is drugs. Life is a trip. Life is a drug trip. (laughs) Have you done any drugs? Have you had that realization yet? And everything gets translated down into... Oh, everything is drugs. He must have written that book because he was on drugs. This piece of music must have been inspired by drugs. That structure over there is actually trying to hint at a drug trip. Oh, this artwork. He must have done that on drugs. (laughs) And so the list goes on. Everything is drugs. And actually, if I can reveal to you something personal... And something that I will reveal in great depth when the time is right. Actually, this absolutism is true. Everything is drugs. And life is a trip. Life is a drug trip. And I have walked that path. I have found that. I have found that absolute. I've reached the very end of that absolute. and i'll be sharing more about that journey when the time is right but first understand absolutism everything is drugs no everything is music no everything is sex no everything is energy <laughs> and then we've also got these there's a the cute i love this one this is a this is a brilliant theological Absolutism, which I just love. Any excuse, I'm going to bring this up. This is the thing of, well, God created the world. Okay, well, how do you know he created the world? Well, well, he's all-powerful, so he can do anything you want. And I say, well, the Bible says the world is only 6,000 years old, but science says the world is older than that. And the theologian says, well, actually, God is all-powerful, so much so that he could have created the world just a few hours ago. And he would have created it all with the history that it's got. He would have created it, including you, with the memories that you've got. He could have created it just a few moments ago and created it as it is now because God is beyond time and space. ha. <laughs> God is absolute. And this cute theological explanation for how the universe was created is an absolute explanation. There's no way out of it. You can't get out of that. There's no way to disprove that. There's no argument against that. So it must be true. (laughs) So what doesn't fit? As an absolute. Can you think of anything? Basically, anything specific. An absolute is always broad, an absolute is always foundational. You say, well, Dosta, is the kitchen sink absolute? And we say, well, no. Is going to the swim? Going for a swim at the beach, absolute? we'll say no. And there's a difference between absolute and final. An absolute is all-encompassing. An absolute includes anything that you throw at it. Anything you feed it, includes it. And really that gets to that really gets to some of the nuances of absolutes, which is there are, there are three absolutes, which is one that repels, one that denies, sorry, one that, one that repels and denies, and then there would be one that includes, and then there would be one that adapts. And we can use this as our first trio of absolutes. So there's an absolute where you can say God is the ruler of the universe. And you can say, well, here's some counter-evidence. Or let's have a theological discussion or a scientific discussion or a psychological discussion. And anything that comes up against that absolute of God is the, the all-being creator of the universe is going to be repelled. It's going to be explained away. It's going to be argued with. It's going to be, how do we say? It's just, it's not going to entertain any alternate alternative ideas. And you can say the same, not only with God, but with energy. You can say, well, energy is everything. And we can say, well, well is it everything? Here's some counter evidence. Does that include going to the beach? Does that include channeling? Does that include the kitchen sink? And really, energy is a more adaptable absolute than God, than traditional religion. God in the eyes of traditional religion, traditional theology. Because energy can easily incorporate it and can say, yes, yes, that is an absolute. Yes, that is part of energy. Yes, that is part of energy. And it includes everything. But that kind of absolute, there's there's a third absolute. So we've got the repel absolute and the include absolute. And there's the third absolute, which is it adapts, it changes. And that requires your picture of whatever absolute you're holding to change, to grow, to morph. And herein is the paradox. Herein is the trick. Because an absolute has to be one thing that doesn't change. It has to be one thing that fits all things. The whole reason we have absolutes is so that we can hold everything at once, it's so that we can be whole, it's so that we can have harmony. It's so that our conflictions don't stop us from surviving, don't stop us from changing. They don't bring about the end of us. And really that's what a a suicide is. It's an experiential phenomenon where there are these two things that don't go together. It's impossible for them to go together. And that's what drives someone to suicide. They have certain feelings or certain thoughts. And they're conflicted. There's a tension within them. And it's very hard to talk about suicide. It's a, it's a broad, deep subject. and there's a, There are many complexes to it. There are many complexes to depression. But just here, for the sakes of this conversation, we can illustrate what it means to have an absolute. And an absolute can be a negative thing. Everything is terrible. The world is lost. We're all going to die in the end. I'm never going to feel better again. These are all absolutes. These are absolutes that are found in depressed people. In nihilistic people. In pessimistic people. And really, that's their way of... What they really want is to be... They they want to, to, to be able to hold everything at once, comfortably. All their thoughts, all their ideas, all the impressions that they've got from the world, all their perspectives, all their perceptions. They wanted to all be working harmoniously and peacefully And if the only way that someone can be one is to say that everything is terrible, then they will take that option. They will at least have some sense of oneness in a negative oneness rather than not. So, absolutism is a very, it's a, it's a device within our personal experience that you must be aware of. Now let's let's illustrate this another way. Let's have another, let's have another trio of absolutes. So there are, let's say there are three levels of absolute. And this is different to the three absolutes where you either exclude or you include or you grow. So that, that can be our first trio. This is our second trio. And this might be a little bit easier to understand because we can say them quite quite simply. Level one of absolutes. There are no absolutes. Have you heard that before? There is no one thing that you can tie to everything. Maybe you're thinking about this. Maybe that's what you believe now, as we're talking about this conversation. As we're having this conversation, you're saying, really? Does energy cover everything? Does sex cover everything? Does music cover everything? Really? I don't think so, Doster. There's no such thing as absolutism. Absolutism is a philosophical dead end. It's a psychological cul-de-sac. Absolutism is something we can do away with. We need to be open or whatever, expansive, whatever. Whatever alternative you want. We say there are no absolutes. But that's just one level of absolutism. And you notice that that is an absolute. That's the irony there. Because saying, it's, it's not only a thing that you say, it's not only a trick of words, it is an experiential thing. Because your absolutism, it hides from you. It's this thing that is, it is always interpreting what's coming in. It's the, thing, it's the lens that you're looking through. It's your perspective. Your perspective is your absolute. And if you're, you're walking around saying things like, oh, it's all relative, well, then you're at this first stage of saying there are no absolutes. It's all relative or everyone has their own opinion. That's the, that's the pluralist meme. That's the postmodern meme. It's green on spiral dynamics. And that's the there are no absolutes except except this one. We, we We forget to say that that absolute is an absolute. And then we have level two, which is there is only one absolute. And you can say, well, Okay dosta I understand that there are no absolutes but that is an absolute so let's make that an absolute and we say there is only one absolute then at least you're one step ahead of the <laughs> the pluralists well let's not make this into a well, let's not make this into a comp- competition with the pluralists <laughs> they don't fight fair <laughs> somehow i don't think we would win that fight <laughs> So, level two is there is only one absolute, and you can pick your absolute. Everything is drugs. And that's the one and only truth. And then there is the third level of absolutism, which is that there are many absolutes. And maybe you're getting there maybe you can get a sense of this as you're talk as as i'm talking you're saying well sex music energy drugs they seem to all fit they seem to all be working in this absolutism idea and i've got just a little bit enough of each of experience of each of these things to understand that yes there are many absolutes so many things fit But the whole thing about absolutes is that it's one. It's final. Well, not necessarily final. Well, it's absolute. And this idea that there are many absolutes is a contradiction. And you can say, well, if there are many absolutes, that means there are no absolutes. And then we get led back to level one. So it's really, think of this as not level one, two, three. Think of this as a circle. It's a circle that goes around. There are no absolutes. Actually, no, there's one absolute. And then we can make more gradations so we can say, no, there are two absolutes. And they're contrary to each other, but they do include all. No, there are three absolutes. No, there are four absolutes. No, there are five absolutes. No, there are many absolutes. And once we get to that point on the circle which says there are many absolutes, we can say, well, those many mean that they are not absolutes and there are no absolutes. And we're back at the start. And this circle can get bigger and bigger and bigger. This is what it means to have a multidimensional perspective. This is what it means to hold many Complex, contradictory things within you in a harmonious way. And you must be aware of when there is tension. Because when there's tension, you're going to find that you're either explaining something away or you're explaining something in without adapting, without changing. there are a lot of little tricks that you can do to open up to this and the main one that i'd like to share with you now is that you should accept everything and you can can you see how that this accept everything is also an absolute now where does that fit on our blueprint of absolutism If we say we accept everything, then you can say that that's level one. There are no absolutes. Okay, we accept everything. But then we move to level two and we say there is only one absolute. Okay, so I accept everything only if this. Only if it's this or that. There's one condition under which I would... Accept everything. And then we move to level three and we say, Okay, I accept everything, both only if it's this, and also sometimes not only if it is this. You see how accepting something, you can say, Well, I accept it, but to be absolute with that, you need to also be able to accept that you do not accept it. And there, in within those three differences, you get a hint of the ever-ending scale, which goes back, because you can... If we just turn it into words, this is where words break down, because we can say, I accept everything, but I also accept what I don't accept, and I accept that I don't accept what I don't accept, and I don't accept what I accept, which I don't accept, but I can also not accept what I don't accept, what I accept when I don't accept, which I also accept. But I can also not accept that, which I don't accept. So you can see that the words there, that that string just goes on and on. Those words can just go on and on and on. So we the the words really only allow for two or three, differences two or three iterations but experientially when you have an absolutism when you have something that's your all it's morphing in a very complex way think of a word think of a word that has been with you your whole life almost your whole life a word like friendship now this is a bit of a a tangent of an example but we need to we need to illustrate the complexity of what's changing what's happening To get a sense of how a a single thing within your experience can change so much and morph across so many things just look at this example of the word friendship So friendship is not only a word but it's also an experience. And those, that relationship between the word and the experience depends on how your life unfolds. Now, if you ask your five-year-old self or your 10-year-old self or your 15-year-old self, what is friendship to you or what is your experience of friendship, well, they'll have very different answers to say and they'll have very different experiences but also in a in a funny sort of way they will also be talking about the same thing there will be something in that which is the same because they're always talking about friendship they'll they'll always come back to this word and they'll say oh my friend or this friend or friend means this to me or friend means that to me so somehow this F R I E N D. This sort of fr end sound that I make with my mouth. Friend. It might even be that they make a slightly different sound with their mouth. There might be an accent or whoever it is. You might have had an accent when you were, when you were younger, a different voice when you were younger. But still, somehow, something is the same. There's something there which has which has morphed over the years, and it's morphed in such a way that they wouldn't have noticed it you wouldn't have noticed it. And unless you really go back and you look into it, you couldn't have seen that difference. You couldn't have noticed that. And that's exactly the same with absolutism. Your perspective has an absolutism. There There is a rock bottom. There is a principle. There's an ultimate concern. There's this one... There's this one value or one belief, this this cornerstone, there's a cornerstone to your belief. And it stays hidden from you because it morphs in a way that is slow, for one, and also subtle in another. And if it's not morphing, you're, you're protecting it without even knowing. You're explaining things away. You're denying things. You're saying, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. No, that doesn't fit. Or you're explaining things in and it stays the same. So the way to find what your absolutism is, is to quite simply, <laughs> as simple as it is, watch your thoughts. So You can either meditate, to be better at listening to your thoughts, or you can write a journal. Each day you write, well, this is what I was thinking about. This is what I believe. This is how things are. And once you've built up enough of that over enough time, you will see, you'll start to have these moments. You know, you know that moment where you go back and you read your old journal from when you were a kid? That's what you need To be aware of your absolutism. That's what you need to start becoming actively involved in your belief structure. And your experiences and how they affect you and how they change. You go back and you think, wow, I I was always thinking about this as a kid. Or I was always doing this. Oh, that's right. I always used to use that word. And there's a great lesson in that. And what we really want is to be aware of all this. We want to be active. We want to be dynamic with how things change and flow. And really, we want this absolutism to be We we want to have many absolutes, and they're really deep, and they're really they're always changing, and they're they're experiential, and they're philosophical, and you've got this massive mind, and you can put all these psychologies on it, and you can spot it in other people, and then someone comes along, and they've got this radically different idea, and you just soak it up, and you take it in, and you just accept, like, and it's just this beautiful. It's just ah, it's it it's basking in. It's, it's an embracing and a, and a basking in, in, well, in everything. It, 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 that, that's really accepting everything. Now, when we say accept everything, wow, is that, is that too much to ask? And I don't mean accept everything as in you sit back and nod your head with your hands folded and you say, Oh, yes, I accept that. No, you accept it in such a way that actually it's true. And it changes you. It affects you. And this means being open to radically different ideas. Radically different. So every, everything new is an opportunity to expand your absolutism. And it's not to do away with it. If you're walking around saying, everything is energy, then you can work with that. There's really more things that you can add to that. If everything is energy, well, is emotion energy? Is your furniture energy? Is the weather energy? Is your diet energy? And work with it. Keep going with that and as each of these exam- as as i'm saying these things well i'm imagining that you're just thinking about them you can work with it and you can expand your absolutism not not all absolutisms are the same <laughs> not all absolutisms are equal can you get your head around that some absolutisms are very dynamic very rich very empowering very opening of experiences, and some absolutisms. This Now I'm getting this image of there, there's more like a scale. So it's not one, two, three level, as in it explains it away, it explains it in, or it adapts. Even in that one, two, three, we can put that into a scale, into closed and closed on one end and just gangbusters, just sp- Spastic all out bleh, party, just bleh, on the other. <laughs> I know which one I would prefer to be in. I know. I hope I'm selling this to you. It's it's so much fun. To, uh, adaptability, multi-dimensional experiencing and thinking and being. It's it's just a non-stop party. It's just non-stop fun. It's just, whew. And really, that's that's the game of an absolute. That's the game of life. <laughs> that's the ultimate game. <laughs> the ultimate game is the game of absolutism. <laughs> is that too much of a contradiction? Can you hold that contradiction? <laughs> is that too many absolutes? <laughs> Okay, I think I've made enough of a a hit here and I hope that's given you something to contemplate, to work with. And I hope you can get a sense of what it's like to have multiple absolutes and to have that paradox sit comfortably with you. I also hope that you understand the difference between that and postmodernism, or the pluralist meme. This is not the same as, oh, everyone's entitled to their own perspective. That should be clear to you now, if you've listened carefully enough to what I've said. So let's finish now with just a few minutes of quiet to let these ideas bubble around and see what's happening in your thoughts. This is your chance to watch your thoughts. This is your chance to listen to yourself. So if it's comfortable for you to do so, stop what you're doing. Sit down somewhere quietly. And close your eyes. And just listen. Listen to whatever is happening. Listen to your environment. Listen to the feelings in your body. Listen to your thoughts. Listen if there's Any urge that you want to go do something or a distraction. Or if something keeps coming up inside you, just listen and watch it. And take a few minutes to sit quietly. And that's all I have to say for now.